Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 128 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, are you an introvert or an extrovert? You know, last week we talked to extroverts about introverts. This time we turn the tables. Introverts, pay attention. We're talking about us. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hey, and welcome to episode 128 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. This is your co-host, Larry Gates. Along with Armin Asadi. Armin, I just realized in that intro, I, I said, we're talking about us. That might mean that we're talking about introverts, but you and I both know we're like <laughs> we're like extroverts extreme here. That's so right. <laughs> we're right. talking about us now, baby. So <laughs> before we begin, though, I think it's all fairness that we are inviting introverts to hear about what they need to know about extroverts in the show. And I think it's fair for our introvert friends that we start out with a moment of silence on their behalf. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it didn't last very long. That was hilarious. I did not know you were going to take it there. They don't get one. <laughs> this is our moment, Larry. All right, all right. Well, gear up. Gear up, you introverts, because you're going to have to use some of your mental energy to keep up with us today, I think. But hey, we're glad you're here. You know, we know there's a lot of podcasts that you can listen to, and, and it's always fun to hear people that I meet or even emails we get or posts on our reinventure me page just people listening in and commenting on it and we had a record month in july of people listening to the show so again thank you to all of you who've listened to the show and especially those of you who've shared it with a friend so hopefully you'll get something out of this episode that you'll want to pass along to another we do have our show notes at reinventure.me slash 128 so go there if you want to capture anything but i mean let's let's step back I think we need to inspire people with just a little bit of humor today because this is kind of one of those topics so it's gonna be kind of humor i think you're about to entertain and inspire the introverts and the extroverts all that you have this one well this is a little bit of poking fun at us right paula poundstone is going to be offering our inspire me today she says we need a 12-step group for compulsive talkers they could call it on and on and on (laughs) whatever paula (laughs) you know hey what group are you going to i'm going to the on and on and on group (laughs) whatever you ever met anybody that just kind of talks incessantly yeah me <laughs> <laughs> you get me caffeinated enough i know yeah, yeah i know and it's fun <laughs> when you and i get together because we can really have a gab fest but there, there are people that just way outdo me though i'm just amazed at how some people can just they've yeah. got they truly do have the gift of gab yeah and can go on and on and on yeah <laughs> you know? i have met a couple of where i i think well i thought i was extroverted but Oh, totally. Yeah. You, Maybe I'm not. An yeah. You kind of walk away going, man, I, I feel like an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go home. Which and does ra- which does raise a point. I mean, none of us are kind of extreme in either introversion or extroversion. You know, Carl Jung, who talked about introversion and extroversion, said if you were either purely an extrovert or purely an introvert, you'd be in the lunatic asylum. Right. That's right. And I think that that's probably true because mm-hmm. at least you drive the other person in the lunatic asylum because I know that a number of you introverts can 
identify with that comment right now because you're sitting there going, oh, how in the heck do I survive the extroverted people in my world? And it yeah. seems like there are so many of them. In last week's show, we pointed out that the research now tends to think that there's almost equal split. I mean, if you imagine it as a continuum, there's almost half of the people on the left side and half of the people on the right side of that continuum. With a lean towards more introverts than extroverts. Well, and actually, I've seen the stats on both sides that it's pretty close to the midline. It used to be the common belief was that everybody was an extrovert. At least three quarters of the population was an extrovert. What we're coming to find now, at least the social scientists are starting to find, is a lot of that is what we perceive as extroversion behaviors or because our culture rewards the outgoing, expressive, articulate, whatever, the people that put themselves out there, that seems to be a higher reward that it often masks what's really going on underneath. Hmm. Now, just to be clear, and we talked about this in the last episode, but in case you didn't listen to that show, we need to talk about what introversion and extroversion is. It's, It's not about how sociable you are. It's really functionally about how you get your energy. So where an extrovert will get charged up by being around people and that will get them going. That's how they enjoy spending their time. It gets them motivated. They feel much better about themselves. They feel more joyful that the opposite is true for an introvert. They can be just as charming and just as almost gregarious as a, as Mm -hmm. an extrovert can be. But when they're done, they're like, they reached a saturation point and then they, they need some time by myself to recharge. And so that's the that's the difference, right? Where the extrovert will keep wanting more and more and more until they actually need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Just need space. Uh, well, the extrovert you're talking yeah. about, yeah, the extrovert will go like the ever ready energy bunny until the, as soon as the battery's done, then <laughs> <you know? laughs> until then they're gonna keep going. You know, it reminds me when we went to Japan the first time. Anna and I went on this long trip to Japan, and yeah. you know, all the way over, I'm probably talking, and Anna's probably. <laughs> You know, doing her best to to deal with it and listen. And at some point in time, when we got over there, it was just so tired, and they had had such a big snowstorm well, that all of our plans had been totally disrupted. And I was in no mood to try to figure out what to do with the plans. It was amazing how Anna kicked in. I think she must have somehow had her batteries recharged just in the trip, perhaps you know because I'd fallen asleep or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like. I didn't want to say a word. Uh, my battery was done. I was wow. toast. I was like total introvert, yeah. you know, in that sense. And she really carried the load <laughs> in terms That's of funny. talking to people, how figuring out where we needed to get to. I was just <laughs> like, man, I'm just going to, I'm going to lay down here in the airport and <laughs> go to sleep <laughs> if I need to. We neglected in our last show, I mean, to give some introverts some of the tools for them to think about themselves that they feel like they're caught in this world where they don't know how to live in an extroverted world. There's some really good tools out there for them. Susan Cain wrote a book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And then there's a book that Marty Olson Laney wrote called The Introvert Advantage, How Quiet People Can Thrive in an Extrovert World. Both of those books are really good books to look at. And they were in our show notes for last week. So you can refer to those if you if you want to, as well as we had a link in our show notes last week as well for the book, Please Understand Me, which has a Myers-Briggs test in there. So if you're wondering, where are you on this scale? Perhaps you're an ambervert, you know, you're in the middle, you can take that test and, and find out as well. Is it That's a free test? Book. Well, it's in the book. So oh, okay. it's, you know, it's not the comprehensive test, but it'll give you an idea about where you stand and it's an easy, easy resource to get. That's good. Yeah. Tests are good if you can get them for free, especially inside the book. <laughs> well, you know my view about tests, so I avoided them in school and I avoid them. <laughs> 
avoid them most of my life. So. <laughs> Says the guy with the physics degree. Says the guy with the physics degree. That's a whole other story. <laughs> As we did in our last episode, common myths about introverts, we should probably talk about some of those common myths about you and me. <laughs> Extroversion, yeah. right? Yeah, what do you, oh, oh, you start. I mean, you live with the introvert. What kind of what kind of assumptions does she have getting into this relationship with you? Uh, well, there's a there's pro- I don't know. There's probably quite a few that she has, but I think one of the ones that comes up quite a bit is that extroverts don't actually enjoy spending time alone. That they are maybe avoiding themselves and avoiding the deeper look inside and all the rest. And because you're an extrovert, doesn't necessarily mean you're not introspective. That's an important distinction to make. There are a number of extroverts that I know that are quite self-aware. So extroversion itself doesn't necessarily mean you're not self-aware. However, it does mean that they get their cues often about how they're doing from other people. So you'll find that extroverts are more likely to be the kind of people that will check in with others and get their cues about what they're about and all the rest. And they're they're the ones that are going to ask others to define them, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they, they're they're going to be the ones that set that out there and they're going to say, hey, what do you think? When you think of me, what do you think? You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for others to give them some input, but it isn't to say that they're not thinking about that stuff themselves. So they may spend time alone to process some of that, but they're not spending time alone because they need it to recharge. That's the key yeah. thing. And ironically, Extroverts are really good at collecting information from other people, and we think that's that's the gist of it. But more often than not, after they collect information from other people, the only place they can organize it is either sitting down by themselves or with one other person at most, mm-hmm. because they need someone to help arrange it, or they just need to arrange it themselves where it's not constantly in a group setting. Mm-hmm. So they're not always running away from themselves. They, <laughs> they do need it. Yeah. Well, that, that isn't to say that some of us don't run away from ourselves. And, yeah. and you know, we will tend to make choices when we, when we have a choice of all things being equal th- with respect to energy, if we have a choice of spending time with others or spending time diving into something, we'll more, more likely choose time with others because mm-hmm. that's more fun. It's more spontaneous. It's like, well, that's where the party is. It's more life-giving. Um, it's, it, it, that's how we would say it. Yeah, it's yeah. more life-giving. It's You get an opportunity to influence each other and be influenced, right. and it's all that kind of cutting-edge stuff, whereas right. sitting with a book is... You know, yeah, if I'm reading a book, I might enjoy a book. If somebody texts me uh, and says, hey, you want to go get a tea? I'll go, yeah, this book will wait. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can tell me what the book says. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. All right. What's another myth that uh, you think are common about extroverts? So this one actually irks me a little bit is that it's the common myth that they says extroverts are not great listeners. Mm -hmm. And then there's a second part to it, which is... Because they're too busy talking. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you, what what was it that you were talking about? <laughs> Say that one more time. <laughs> See, uh, you're too busy talking. Just kidding. <laughs> Keep it simple. That's just not true. It is and it isn't, right? So it's not true if extroverts actually want to be a good listener. They are. And more often than not, I think they can be better listeners. And here's why. Is that extroverts in general tend to be really good at pulling something out of someone. So as much as you might think that they're not listening or that you think they're talking too much per se, they're actually asking a lot of good questions. They'll repeat something that you said to them to make sure that it was it was a clarifying question or they'll say something along the lines of 
So tell me more about this specific thing that you were talking about, right? So if you're talking to them in a vague, ambiguous sense, they'll they'll pinpoint something that seems to be a common denominator throughout the conversation. They'll pinpoint it and say, hey, let's talk more about this, right? But they have a way of conversational with someone that allows them to actually pull more information out of that someone like an introvert than a introvert to introvert conversation may go. And that information that they pull out of you actually creates a dynamic that allows them to be a better listener than someone who just sits there and nods their head or says that's interesting. And sorry, I'm just kind of a backhand comment there. But No, that's that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right? But there is something about an extrovert that knows how to pull information out of a person. Yeah, you know what I think is happening, and at least it, it is in my head, is that I like to talk out loud. I mean, we talk about, you know, thinking out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, talk out loud. Yeah. I, um, think out loud. <laughs> you know, I like to think out loud. And some of, I think what happens with a lot of extroverts and the reason why we get this rap that we're not listening is because we're actually processing verbally mm-hmm. what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. And we may not be well disciplined to know when it's good to do that. And we yeah. might just, you know, cut, think about all these different possibilities not sorting through it, not giving time for it to come out. And it, it then just feels like it's this verbal assault. Yeah. And so whoever's talking then could feel shut down, especially if you're an introvert where you might just need somebody to listen. I mean, I know one of the refrains that Anna has given me a lot is, is, you know what, I'm just telling you how I'm feeling right now. I'm not asking you to solve it. Yeah. Right. And there's a part of that. I think that's a male female dynamic, perhaps a bit, you know, cause we guys generally big generalization here, but like to fix things all the time. And, you know, that's the, the the mode I get in. But I think it may be even more so than that. It might be just more of an extroversion thing because I'm hearing what she's saying, but I'm processing solutions out loud. I mean, mm-hmm. it might be one thing to think about it and let it say they're thinking. It would certainly affirm her a little bit better. Right. But when I'm speaking and thinking out loud like that, it can feel like I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. In fact, it feels to me like I am listening. I did hear it, but she wasn't wanting me to go into problem solving. And so mm-hmm. I, I, suppressing that outward thinking right. is probably a good discipline. <laughs> there is definitely a lot of ways for extroverts to grow their listening. But for us to just go out there and immediately accept the fact that we're not good listeners. Yeah. it's And for to assume that, you, that an extrovert is not a good listener. I think that's the key, yeah. key point you're trying to make here. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a... There is a certified speaking professional executive coach and author at uh, Psych Central. Her name is Jennifer Conwheeler, and she said that extroverts can be incredible listeners because they draw people out by their open-ended questions and paraphrasing, which is really, I guess, what I was trying to say, which is awesome. Simple way of pointing out why a extrovert is actually a good listener. Yeah, and of course, like any skill, you have to develop in that you know, regardless of whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, but right. absolutely right. But anyway, so what's another myth? Well, this was you? a surprising one, maybe surprising to a lot of people. Certainly was surprising to me when I saw some research recently. It's actually a study a couple of years ago out of the University of Florida, some professors from Oregon State and the University of Notre Dame. They conducted a study of MBA students and they had them break into groups, work projects, teams of four or five in a work project. And then they had them evaluate their team based on the work and the personality types and all the rest. So they had this comprehensive evaluation of how the progress was going. What they found in the study was that introverts and extroverts equally 
performed nearly identically in what they were trying to accomplish, Hmm. yet introverts rated their extrovert teammates much lower in (laughs) in performance. So they are there's a bias that the introverts had that the extroverts are doing poorer work. That's so crazy. And it could be because, you know, hey, they're always talking or they're always partying or they can't stick to the task or whatever. But the end result that the 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 study found was the end result was that the the work product was identical in quality, but the perception of the worker, the person doing the work, hmm. was that they were doing less work. So in some settings that might keep an extrovert have a disadvantage in terms of, uh, of having their work appraised or maybe even a promotion opportunity if you're if you have an introvert boss be alert because if you're an extrovert you might be living with that, that dynamic at play so just because an introvert has a biased perception of an extrovert more likely than not they're going to underrate their work and yeah dismiss them from promotions. Uh, well, that, that's the implication of the study. Crazy. Now, they also took a look the that other way around. Me. They also, <laughs> well, okay, it should. <laughs> but the, the, they also looked the other way around. They said, <laughs> well, what, what's the extrovert's view of an introvert's work? Hmm. And they found no bias there. They rated the introvert's work as being consistent with their actual work. So, Good job, extroverts. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Way to be so, not biased. All right, let's do another let's do another myth. I'm proud of my extroverts. Yeah, I am. So what do you okay, what do you think about this one? Extroverts are shallow. Oh, totally. <laughs> I hate that response. I think everybody's trying to take dabs at my extroversion right now. Well mine too. So I, I think the common myth is that we're an inch deep and a mile wide, right? Mm-hmm. Because extroverts are naturally good at, you know, making rounds, meeting as many people as possible, shaking as many hands and kissing as many babies. We're the politicians, right? We're the networkers and connectors. And so there's a positive way twisting it. But at the end of the day, what they're saying is we have no depth to us. We're shallow mm-hmm. because we're too busy being wide. But even if that's true, if you think about it, if you enter a group dynamic and you insert introvert and you insert extrovert, the depth of a extrovert's understanding of a group, right? And wherever you work, more, more likely than not, you're, you're in a group dynamic than you are in a solo dynamic, right? The extrovert is probably going to have, more than likely, actually, I should say, is going to have a deeper understanding of the group, They're going to have a deeper understanding of all the people there because that ability to go and talk to as many people as possible brings them more perspective and more understanding than the introvert will because the introvert will sit there and talk to one person and go really deep with that one person. But just to assume because uh, an introvert is capable of going deep with the person that somehow that eliminates extroverts from being able to have deep understanding, that's really, really false. Because more likely... It's the extrovert that's going to have a deeper understanding of people groups than it is the introvert. You know, it strikes me as you were describing that, and I think you're spot on. I was listening. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> it strikes me as you were saying that, though. You remember we did an earlier episode about vertical and horizontal mastery, about whether you're a subject matter expert yeah, and that. you do a deep dive, or whether you're a, you're a generalist and you take a broad view of things. 
And it seems to me like there's a corollary here, mm -hmm. that in many ways the introverts are the ones that take a deep dive in terms of a personal relationship. They prefer fewer relationships. They prefer mm -hmm. to go deeper. Hmm. Whereas an extrovert will prefer not necessarily shallower, but it's broader. Right. And so what they're doing is they're connecting things together. The fact of the matter is one isn't better than the other. Both need to be there. And you exactly. need to have both in a team or in a home or whatever to really bring good perspective. And so to just view that extroverts are shallow because they're going broad doesn't necessarily mean that's shallowness. Mm -hmm. It means they're bringing a different type of contribution. So a Different kind of depth. Yeah, it's, well, it's a different kind of contribution. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a horizontal depth rather than a vertical depth. Right. Yeah. So that's another way of saying Yeah, that. that's a great point. So, all right, one last one, and then maybe we should get into the tips, but what, what do you think is the last myth that you would submit to this process? <laughs> this, is the, this is the myth of the, what about Bob? You remember that scene where it goes, <laughs> me, it's, what about me, 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 you know? I need, I need, I need. You know? So I think the, the last myth would really be that extroverts need to be the center of attention. Tell me more. <laughs> they're always, uh, they're always, <laughs> tell me more. They're always the one that's kind of driving the attention to themselves. They're the life of the party that comes in. They steal the show. Yeah. They drive traffic to themselves. And there's no doubt that there are many <laughs> extroverts that, you know, behave that way. Yeah. And it, that's not categorically true, but many times you'll know when an extrovert's around because the noise volume just went up. You yeah. know, the hands are shaking, the smiles are on, the right. talking is flowing, you know, all that stuff is happening. And that's because they're finding their energy in being with people. So that means when they're in the room, the energy is shifting from a deep conversation to now this personality that's kind of lighting up because they're energetic and people's yeah. attention is going to be drawn to that. That's naturally going to happen. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean they're seeking it. Yeah, it's right. just how they're wired and attention goes that way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean they need it. Now, for some people, they do. Yeah. I mean, for some people, they need to be the center of attention. This this is not a, a blank check here. We're writing all extroverts <laughs> off and saying they don't need it. In fact, in many ways, really, don't we all need attention? We all want to know that somebody notices us, that we're important, all of that. Right. This isn't talking about that. This is just talking about categorically saying extroverts always need attention because they're the ones that kind of drive the energy in the room. Right. Uh, that's not true. I mean, they just want to connect more with others, and that's yeah. the thing that's that's driving them. They're not necessarily purposefully trying to bring attention to themselves. They yeah. just happen to love being with people, and their energy gets fueled up, and you can start seeing it. You yeah. know, anytime you're around somebody who's who's charismatic, anytime somebody has a high degree of energy for something, you just take notice it's because true. it does kind of feed energy for you. You and know, it, it's it's so funny because this this point that you're making is is something that people put on me a lot because I end up being in the center of attention. So they always make the assumption that I want to be at the center of attention. And the reality is I actually hate, not dislike, I hate being the center of attention. Since I was like six years old, I hated birthday parties because it would put six years old. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would I would ask my parents, don't throw a birthday party because I didn't want people singing happy birthday to me. Aww. It was so awkward for me. I hated that. When is your time. birthday? We're going to have to sing well, on the air it's, here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's never the third. <laughs> <laughs> never the third. Is it today? No. Because <laughs> it is the third today. But it, it, It's so true, though. Everybody just assumes I want to be the center of attention because I get it often. But the reality is I hate it. And I, I, that's why I avoided speaking engagement self for so long. Yeah. Because I, I, that's to talk about being the center of attention. Yeah, I, right. I hated it. Right. But yeah, what a great myth. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, let's talk about some tips for working with extroverts then. So 
if especially in a work setting do this if you're an introvert don't respond to their first version of any idea that they give you all they're doing is extroverting they're just extroverting an idea they're going to speak very matter of factly and like this this is this this is it right here it's not even close. They have no idea if it's good or bad. I, I can't. I couldn't agree with you more. Except I want to just challenge you on one thing. You said especially in a work setting, and I actually think this is more especially true in a home setting. That's if true. it's because <laughs> you know what you, 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 you got to live. You got to come home and live and sleep in a home setting. Yeah, right. But in a in a work setting, you know, you can at least get some respite from it. But. I talked to a friend of mine who's very much an extrovert, living very much with an introvert, and he was telling me a story about they were in the car trip, and he was talking about something that that he was thinking about, yeah. and she just went nuts with him, and like, how can you make a decision like that? He said, I didn't make that decision. I'm talking about making that decision. I'm floating an idea, and she totally responded to just his first even inclination of what that might be, thinking that that was in fact cut in stone. Now the reason for this is very simple. I mean, an introvert wouldn't bring it up until they processed it. That's right. An extrovert's going to say, "Hey, it's going to be out there." So if you're an introvert, you just need to know that extroverts are going to put a lot of stuff out there that is not yet fully baked. In fact, it's probably not even partially baked. In fact, the oven may not even be warmed up yet. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even started preheating. No, I mean, you don't even know where the oven is. <laughs> you know, so just don't, re- yeah, don't jump into that first thing. Yeah, okay, so we'll go to the next one before I go into that more because I have so many stories that I just don't want to get into. Well, it. Anna taught me this one and how to deal with extroverts and she because I watched what she did and in fact, she asked me, you know, we'd go to parties or whatever, she'd say, now what are good door opening questions that I can ask some of the extroverts, you know? So how do you just start a conversation? If you're a, if you're a strong introvert, just doing a little preparation ahead of time, knowing what you want to ask an extrovert. If you're going to be at a party, if you're going to be at a dinner engagement or whatever, and you know you've got an extrovert on your hands, then this isn't a hard thing for an introvert to do. This would be yeah. a killer for, you know, ask an extrovert to do this, and they go, gag me now. You know, yeah. why would I want to do that? Right. It takes away all the spontaneity. <laughs> but you say that to an introvert, they go, oh, yeah, that's simple. That's that really makes sense. Take some of the pressure. Off. Yeah, it takes the pressure off, <laughs> and it arms me with something I can do. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, and yeah. and that's what an introvert doesn't want to be. Right. They, they don't want to be in a position where they haven't thought something through. So, think it through. That's right. So, if you're an introvert, here's a, here's another suggestion for you, and this is coming from an extrovert, so I don't know how valuable this is for you, but don't wait for an invitation to the conversation mm-hmm. because that seems to be very generally true. That I'm not saying it's always true. But more often than not, it seems that introverts kind of wait for the conversation. Yeah, they to wait come. to say, you know, what do you think? And, right. And that may come, but you might you might actually run out of energy listening to the other person <laughs> <laughs> before it does. Yeah, that's right. So all that to say is just is just jump into the conversation, lead the conversation, ask some leading questions or open-ended questions, but engage and just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you're incapable of leading a conversation or being the center of the conversation. You can do all the listening, but at least you can do all the asking too. That allows the other people to do the talking for you to listen to. Yeah. And a good way to do that is just say, Hey, I have an idea or I have a suggestion. Yeah. You know, extroverts generally, I think love the term idea. I have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, get me going. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to dump a whole bunch of bad ones on you. Or even better. I've, I've got a suggestion for someone you should meet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. That really fires up an extrovert. All right. What okay. about this one? So we probably should talk about tips for living with an extrovert. Okay. 
What does Anna say? I'm curious. <laughs> what would she say to another introvert? Well, I'll tell you what she has taught us from kind of early on, and especially with the kids, but also with me, she is very clear of setting boundaries, not walls. There's a difference between a wall and a boundary, but she's very clear about setting a boundary that when she's out of gas and she needs time to herself, I mean, mm-hmm. she'll just say something very simple like, you know, my ears are tired. Interesting. <laughs> you know, I just like, I've taken in as much as I can. I just need to recharge and that's okay. And as an extrovert, like we talked about last week, we need to come to terms and just understand that's just them. It's not about us. Mm. But if you're an introvert and you're living with an extrovert or working with an extrovert, just say, you know what? I need time to process that. So I'll get back to you. Yeah. Or, you know, I just need a little bit of space right now. I'll get back to you. Or if you want to use the words Hannah uses, my ears are tired. (laughs) (laughs) i guess the flip side to that would be true too if we're talking about tips and i guess this would almost be like a myth that extroverts are on 24 7 and that's not true Uh, you know extroverts we need we need our downtime too and here's the funny thing is when an introvert wants downtime it's it's normal right there's there's no offense it's not personal it's just it's well they're an introvert they need to go introvert right but the instant an extrovert does that it's extremely personal. <laughs> you just rejected someone, right? Like, what? Well, what do you? What do you mean? What did I? Are you bored with me? Right? Like, Maybe so. Yeah, but it's like, no, no. We we actually need downtime, so don't take it personal. We we do need to go away and be alone and process as well. So if someone says that and and they're an extrovert, then you're an introvert, and the extrovert is telling you they need to be alone. As in, it's not about you. Sometimes, well, more often than not. And they're not bored with you, so don't take it personal. They're just doing what you need to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. They just need to do it less than you. You know, it occurs to me sometimes that there might be a difference too. When Anna needs downtime as an introvert, she usually goes to quiet forms of downtime, mm. like reading, you yeah. know, or listening to music or whatever, but isn't that is relaxing and it's not too noisy, right? Yeah. She likes a quiet environment. Yeah. When I want downtime, it's like, I'm going to go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a few people with me, but it's down. It's recharging me in that's a different a really way. Good point, you know. That's but it's right. still, it's still input that's noisy. Yeah. You know? Music, no, that's not entirely movie. true. I mean, I do get my periods of quiet solace, but yeah. generally, if I want to go relax, it'll be still <laughs> hanging out with an action flick. <laughs> I actually agree with that. Hey, are there any more tips that we should share and that we need to move on? So we heard it said time and time again that communication is key in every relationship, right? And It's not the extrovert's job in a relationship to make you communicate if you're an introvert. So, and it's not an extrovert's job to read your mind. Oh, that's a big one. Right? To be psychic. We're not sitting there analyzing body language and eye movements and frowning, smiling. Yeah. In fact, we may, we likely as extroverts are going to be less perceptive about those things than you will be as an introvert. Right. And so just be aware that our less awareness of it doesn't necessarily mean there's less concern for it. That's right. So all that to say is your expectations, your boundaries, goals, desires, or whatever else it might be, it is still you as the introvert. It's still your job to communicate it. It's not their job to know it without you communicating it. Yeah, that's it. good. If it's hard to communicate your goals or expectations or whatever it is face-to-face, then do it some other way. Do it via email, journal it, and hand them that journal or... Do something that allows you to set those clear goals and expectations or your desires or whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, they're less receptive than you think the extrovert in your life. They're waiting for you to communicate it 
and while you're waiting for them to read it. Good. You not. did a you did a good thing there. You got you got all the burden off of us and back onto them. <laughs> Amen. That's right. <laughs> hey, hey inter, introverts, we hope you enjoyed this show. I hope we didn't tax you too much with all this talking, but hope it gave you some perspective of the extroverts in your life. And we may not be giving you anything you don't already know because you're probably living with them and you've already figured your own survival strategies. But hopefully you found something here. But we would love to hear from you. Right. We'd love to hear what your survival strategies are. We'd love to hear your take on what we've had to say about what introverts need to know about extroverts. So comment on our show at reinventure.me slash 128 or call our show line at 612-314-5447. We'd love to hear from you. And that's it for this week. So this is Larry Gates. And Armin Asai. And we're saying so long and go knock them dead. You know, introverts, go. Talk be, it up. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Talk up your friends. Have fun. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. <laughs>